morning, everyone. Greetings in Jesus' name. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving here in Canada, and a good time to pause in thankfulness. Are you a thankful person? It's a good time to stop and consider what all God has done for us. We should be doing that all the time throughout the year. Many times when we think of thankfulness, we think of all that God has provided physically, health, food, clothing, a good job, a roof over our head, sunny days, and good times. Too often I think that's where our emphasis is, thankful for all the things and many of the things that we really don't even need. What about thankfulness to God, our Creator, to Jesus who saved us from our sins, to the Spirit that dwells in us and convicts us. For brothers and sisters in Christ, family and friends. And by all means, we need to be thankful for things, for all that God provides. But we as God's people have priceless blessings with so much that we take for granted and fail to show our thankfulness, I believe, and in fact, tend to live very selfish lives. So what are you thankful for? Think about that a little bit. What are you really thankful for? How has God blessed you? Maybe it would be helpful for us to define what thankfulness really is. I think we all have a general idea what thankfulness is. Webster's, I checked, had about three meanings. Conscious of benefit received, expressive of thanks, kindly or grateful thoughts, well-pleased and glad. And when I originally began studying for this message, I started out with the title, A Thankful Heart. But then when I looked up the definition of Webster's, I just wasn't sure it really proved the point exactly that I was um, trying to show or share. What about a grateful heart or a heart of thanksgiving? Gratitude means feeling or showing an appreciation of kindness, thankfulness. Thanksgiving means the act of giving thanks or a prayer expressing, expressing gratitude. So all similar meanings and used interchangeably a bit. So I concluded that it is a condition of the heart that makes the difference. And I put that title down again, a thankful heart. God calls us to be thankful people, and the challenge that I faced while studying the scriptures for this message is to truly be thankful. Thankfulness from the heart that makes a difference in my life. Some thought-provoking things to consider, though, about thankfulness and gratitude. Thankfulness, this is one person's viewpoint, thankfulness fades, gratitude remains. Gratitude often begins as thankfulness, but gratitude happens when you keep your focus on what remains as thankfulness fades. Gratitude will stay with you. Gratitude, you could say, is more heartfelt. Thankfulness is external. We feel thankful when something happens externally. When we practice gratitude, we rely on our inner voice or our heart to stay positive and remain appreciative in all circumstances. Thankfulness is about the present interaction. Gratitude improves the long-term relationship. You may feel thankful to someone at the moment. Tell them thank you and kind of forget about it. But gratitude is an ongoing showing of appreciation in your relationships. Practicing gratitude in your relationships will um, bring you closer to the ones you love. 
And it works the same with our relationship with God, I believe. That was one person's view on the difference, difference between thankfulness and gratitude, and I think it's fairly accurate. However, I still believe that it's a choice and a heart change that we each need to make, to make ourselves and allow God to do that in our life. I have a quote here, BD 1990. Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, and confusion into clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. So how thankful am I? The fair answer really lies in how I live my life. Is thankfulness in my heart and making a difference in my life? Someone said it's not the happy people that are thankful, it's the thankful people that are happy. The Bible has a lot to say about this, and I think it shows us the deeper meaning or the true meaning of thankfulness, what a thankful heart really is. I have a list of verses here, um, just several at a time. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Romans 12, 12. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Colossians 4, verse 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Psalm 106, verse 1, praise the Lord, praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Colossians 3, verses 15 through 17, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Psalm 95, verses 1 through 3. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Psalm 100, verses 4 and 5. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endure to all generations. Hebrews 12, 28 yet. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Grace here means thanks or appreciation for. So let us have thanks or appreciation whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. In all of these verses, we see how thankfulness is more than just saying thanks to God and others. It's an attitude of the heart. And its fullness and true meaning um, can only come from God. You notice how most of these verses spoke of prayer. They spoke of humbling ourselves and lifting up God, praising God for all his blessings to us. I don't know where your thoughts go when you think of Bible stories of thankfulness. There's one story that immediately comes to my mind. 
maybe you children can help with this. Are there any stories in the Bible that you think of when you think of a thankful person? There's several, but there's probably one that's very outstanding. If you can get that one, that'd be great. Anyone? Any of the children, first of all? Any thankful people in the Bible? Wasn't there a group of people and then there was only one thankful person out of that group? You remember who that was? The ten lepers, thank you. So there was one leper that came back to thanks Jesus. Um, I have a list of, actually, any more, any other ideas before I give my list. There's lots of thankful people in the Bible. David, David very good. Oh, thanks for that. I have the um, ten lepers, Hannah, King David, Jesus, Moses, Paul and Silas, and then Paul again by himself, and Zacchaeus. There's many more we could do, but that's the list I have for today. And you may turn to the story of the ten lepers, Luke 17. We'll read verses 11 through 19. And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that re return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. I do believe that these ten lepers all at least started out with the right attitude. There was desperation. They were seeking Jesus. A heart of thankfulness knows where to turn to in need. There was humility here. They stood afar off. They respected the law and others. They acknowledged their uncleanness. A thankful heart is a humble heart. And um, James 4, verse 10, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Psalm 34, 18, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Um, Isaiah 57, 15, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So I believe a thankful heart is a humble heart. They also cried for mercy, and in their addressing him with master, they were recognizing him as the highest and the one who had the power to cleanse body and spirit, healing physically and also spiritually, the forgiveness of sins. There was also perseverance. Our perseverance, perseverance will prove our thankfulness and our sincerity. Was Jesus ignoring them? 
Does he ignore us? Maybe it's a test of what our heart really is. Um, there also was believing and obeying. They had to believe that what Jesus said was true. And if they acted in obedience, they would be healed. So they believed and they obeyed. And as they did that, it says they were healed. So why did only one leper come back to Jesus, fall on his face at his, at his feet and give thanks? And we all tend to be like the nine a bit, maybe more than we want to admit. Um, we want all the blessings that Jesus gives. We love him and are thankful. But when he showers us with blessings, we get caught up in the glory of the moment and, and the glory of ourselves and forget where the glory really belongs. It belongs to God, the creator, Jesus, the healer. It's inspiring looking at this leper who came back to Jesus. Um, when he was healed, it was an immediate response. He, he came running back to Jesus right away. And um, with everything he had, the energy, and he shouted at the top of his lungs. And I, I think about that Friday night with a Thanksgiving meal and, and playing volleyball afterwards. It looked like a good game. And the excitement, and if you got the ball, you'd roll your fists together and shout. Like, how often do we get excited about um, an experience with God? We see that. This leper was very excited about what happened. And obviously, why wouldn't he be? He's healed from leprosy. <clears throat> he also wanted everyone to know it was the mercy and love of God. He was humble. He fell down at Jesus' feet. And he also worshipped. He gave God the glory. Also, um, some verses to challenge us as we think about the rest of the lepers who did not return to Jesus in thankfulness. Um, 2 Timothy 3, verse 2, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Romans 1, 21, because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Deuteronomy 32, verse 6, do you thus requite or repay the Lord, or foolish, O foolish people and unwise, is not he thy father that hath bought thee? Hath he not made thee and established thee? In verse 16, it says, And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Um, why do you think Jesus included that line, and he, or the writer included that line, and he was a Samaritan? We run across that different times in the scriptures, like even the story of the Good Samaritan. Does it have something to do with entitlement? Are we some special people? generally looked up to, therefore have less required of us. I had to think of the story of the prodigal son and how the elder son was in fact lost too, simply because he figured he deserved more. He deserved special treatment. It does not matter who we are, where we are from, what we have done, great or small. We all need um, Jesus. And a heart of thankfulness will fall down at Jesus' feet and counted a privilege to be touched by Jesus. <clears throat> Colossians 1 verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. And 1 Peter 2 verse 9, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. All right, our next one is Hannah. Hannah was thankful to the Lord for a son. 
She gave them back to God. That's thankfulness. That thought really hit home for me. If, if we truly consider our children a blessing from the Lord and a gift, are we in turn bringing them up in the way of the Lord so that they can be used of him? A thankful heart will treasure this amazing gift and do all they can to instill that into the hearts of children. And King David was a man of praise. We have psalms full of him praising God and um, a thankful heart praises God even in, in the midst of hard circumstances. David had his share of those, even in his personal failures. In the end, when God saved and made things right, he could worship and praise God and was thankful for what Christ had done, what God had done. Jesus was a thankful person. He gave thanks as he was surrounded by thousands of hungry people, multiplied the food. He gave thanks to God for hearing his prayer for the raising of Lazarus. He knew the cross was before him and gave thanks to the Father as he broke the bread and, the, and drank the cup with the disciples. The pressures and hardships Jesus faced are more than we ever faced. Do we in the pressures of life take the time to pause and thank the Lord? Our perspective will change and, and the pressures will not seem so big. God will carry us through. Moses in Exodus 15 gave thanks after crossing the Red Sea with the children of Israel. Verse 11, who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Paul and Silas were thrown into prison and their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Thankfulness not only brings us through hard times, but it also is a powerful witness to others. We don't know the effect it had on the rest of the prisoners, but we do know that the Philippian, Philippian jailer and his whole family came to Christ. A thankful heart will make a difference in the world. We can make that powerful difference. And together with Jesus, touched many lives. Paul himself was a thankful person. Remember his thorn in the flesh. He accepted his God's will. He also was thankful for the input of other believers in his life. And I'd like to turn to Philippians 1. Read some verses there. Philippians 1, and we'll read verses 3 through 11. Philippians 1, verse 3 I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Am I thankful for the input that each of you puts into my life? The gifts that I don't have, but you do, can be a tre tremendous blessing rather than a covetous heart that tears each other apart. None of us can do it on our own. Love and appreciation for each other is so important. Working together in unity, 
challenging each other in our Christian walk, and we ourselves accepting the concerns and criticisms of others as a blessing. A thankful heart builds strong brotherhood relationships. A thankful heart will build each other up rather than tear each other down. Paul also showed us thankfulness is humility, and thankfulness is joy and blessing, even in hardship. Turn to 2 Corinthians 12. Second Corinthians 12, we'll read verses 1 through 10. It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. Such an one caught up to the third heaven, and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such an one will I glory, yet in myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. What is your single greatest hardship this morning? Maybe we can't even narrow it down to a single one. Nothing is working out for us. Life is just hard. Paul says he gloried in his infirmities. If you're thinking of your single worst hardship right now, how in the world can we glory in that? And thank the Lord for that. Paul lived with that thorn in the flesh for the rest of his life. What do we have to live with these hardships for the rest of our life? It seems insurmountable. Well, we know the answer, don't we? A thankful heart. And my first response is, well, I'll have a thankful heart for everything else, but, but this, it's not even possible. Let's read verses 9 and 10 again. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasures in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. So thankful to God for this hardship. It gives us a chance to more fully understand, God, understand God's grace and love for us. And then we can more fully understand the power of Christ. And most importantly, that God can be glorified through us. And that we can do it for Christ's sake. We need to remember also that thankfulness is humility. We talked about that a little bit already. Paul understood that. And as soon as we are un unthankful, we are lifting ourselves up above God and are saying we know better than God and we deserve better than this. Thankfulness lifts up God and puts him high and exalted above everything. David proved this also in the writing of his many psalms of praise in the life he lived. <clears throat> All right, look at Zacchaeus. We turn to Luke 19. 
Zacchaeus received the forgiveness of Jesus and it in turn changed his life. I'd like to read Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood up and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For as much as he is, he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Again, we have a man who was mocked for who he was. The crowd didn't believe Jesus should even associate with this type of person. He was a sinner, a cheater. The tax collectors were greedy and not to be trusted. And it really convicted me again when I read about the murmuring people. What makes us so much better than everyone else? We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I need to appreciate what Christ has done for me personally and point them to Jesus. Why didn't the crowd following Jesus show Zacchaeus away? Make it possible for him to get close to Jesus so he didn't have to climb up into a tree and wait for him to pass by. They should have been thankful for what Christ was doing for them. Where are our thankful hearts? Instead, the real thankful people are these so-called lost people who find God in spite of us and appreciate and love him for what he has done for them. Zacchaeus shows us also that thankfulness is giving. Remember, he was a tax collector who took everything he possibly could for himself. And now a changed man, he was giving. He gave half of his goods and restored fourfold what was wrongfully his. There must not have been much left. What determines our giving to others and essentially to the Lord? Is it the amount of goods or the money we have? Is it our leftovers? Is it 10% tithe? I really believe this morning that the factor that determines what we give to the Lord is thankfulness. Thankfulness appreciates what we do have and wants others to experience the blessings of God as well. Half of our goods, that seems excessive, doesn't it? I struggle with that, but I truly believe that thankfulness will forget about the amount and just give wholeheartedly as to the Lord. Give as the Lord hath prospered thee. And another verse, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Thankfulness also recognizes where all these blessings come from. It comes from the Lord. Are we thankful this morning for what Christ has done for us? Do I have a thankful heart? Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, and confusion into clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Allow God to work in you. I want to allow God to work in my life. Let's make thankfulness a way of life. And with God's help, let's together make a difference in our brotherhood, in our community, and in the world. Snail for prayer.
Father in heaven, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you that we could come together this morning to worship and praise you. Pray, Lord, that you would help us to take the time again to be thankful for all that you have done for us and to show that thankfulness by the lives we live. Help us to um, win souls to Christ. Help us to be a witness in this community, all those we meet. Pray that you would bless the... Um, afternoon singing. Pray also you bless it Thanksgiving Day tomorrow. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.